Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCAST, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. Host of Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise. A podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every Friday, we choose a new craft beer from a different brewery and talk about... The history of the beer. What's in it. How it was made. The history of the brewery. Along with tasting notes and more fun facts. After that, come chill with us as we bring you the latest in pop culture news and reviews. So check out Crackin' One Open, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to another exciting episode of Two Player Bros with Mike and, and Dave. <laughs> so today, I know we said we were going to do a post game on Control, but instead we're going to do a news episode. I'm going to save Control for the week after. I had to restart it because I didn't remember anything about the game. And Dave went into the game without a gun, so he needs more time. I need more time. <laughs> you, you didn't give me enough time to begin with, man. That's true. You gave me... Five days. You know, I need two weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I swore I bought that on Saturday. That's weird. All that's, right. that's still a, a whole missing weekend. Still a missing weekend. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some news. I've been playing the latest Star Wars Squadrons, and we're going to go from there. So this is going to be a news episode followed by a post game next week. So Dave, first up, did you see that they took apart a PlayStation 5 this week? Uh, as I told you before this episode started, most of the things I'm going to be saying are, no, what happened? <laughs> so, no, what happened? What's up? So, they took apart a PlayStation 5, and everybody said how big the system was, but I didn't really ever see it in person next to, next to a human being before. Oh, people like people have the console now? This was... People don't have the console, but this was a Sony executive uh, on live video taking it apart with a screwdriver. I could have sworn I heard people have the console. Uh, that I don't know. I know a lot of people have the Xbox, which we'll talk about, but... I, I think they're... I think I saw something about... Uh, They're finally shipping those out to some people. I think just in Japan, they've put them out in the wild to, you know, YouTubers and stuff in Japan. That's cool. I think. So this is the first time I've seen one, like, standing up next to a human being, and when I get this thing, I don't know where I'm putting it. It's big? It's big. Like, we knew it was going to be big, but it's... is big? It's compared to that dude doing the screw... It's, it's big. I don't know, like, where you have your... You have your Xboxes standing up right there, and PlayStation standing up on your shelf. I don't even know if it would fit. Maybe it would just fit. You don't think it would fit in that gap? I don't know if it would fit in. I don't know if it would fit within that height. Yeah. It, it would scrape the top. I don't know the height of those shelves, but those have to be close to 18 inches. This system is ridiculous. I'm especially sure they, with that extra arch, that white arch on the top. I'm sure we've got actual dimensions on it now, though. Uh, Let's see. PlayStation 5 height in dimensions. So I know there's an Xbox app. Where you could literally fit it in your home entertainment system to see if it would fit. I love that. 
Uh, it is okay. It's fifteen point three five inches tall. So they say. Why would they lie? <laughs> I just seem tall. I mean, maybe the guy was very small, but so it would fit. But I don't know if it would be an, enough. I mean, that guy might like not eat. I'm, I'm not a an architect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're assuming interior designer. I'm assuming that gap is 18 inches there. Maybe that's maybe that is 15.5 inches. I don't know. But uh, it's a very tall system. And then they detailed the way that you have to, if you want to set it down horizontally, there's a whole thing about it. Like you have to take the shell apart and tuck the vertical stand out and put it back in to lie it horizontally. You have to take it apart? You have to take the shell apart. The shell of the stand or the shell of the console? The shell of the console a little bit. What? And then tuck your vertical stand in so that you have the horizontal stand out like a transformer kind of. But it's not just like legs that you like retract. It's literally you have to remove something from the console and you don't, I don't think you need a screwdriver, but yeah, you need to remove something from the console to put it in and then take the other thing out. That's dumb. So the Xbox responded today with a video of their own where it's like, here's how to turn an Xbox Series X on its side. And it's just a human hand turning it on its side. (laughs) It's kind of like a middle finger to when they were doing the game share thing yeah, at the end yeah. of the game. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. Very petty, but kind of funny. Yeah. But it looks like the reason the system is so big is just because of how much heat the system puts out and how much they want to keep it quiet. From the disk drive to the actual fans and system itself, they put a lot of work into making sure this PlayStation is a quiet system, which is cool considering we just talked about on Avengers how a lot of PlayStation 4s apparently are super loud. Like, mine's a vacuum cleaner, for sure. And that made me happy to know that they put a lot of work into making sure this one's not going to be that way. Because mm-hmm. that really distracts me if I'm not playing with my headphones on. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's why, you know, Xbox is a nice big clunker as well. Just to keep that keep that thing cool, keep, the, keep it quiet. I almost but, wonder, I haven't read anything about, it, like, how much hotter those systems run than what we have now. Because with the ray tracing, I know the ray tracing stuff, puts up a lot of uh a lot of heat on computers yeah i'm not sure i i feel like i I, i've been so out of the loop this week so most of what i say is just like i think conjecture (laughs) not no well it's me conjecturing what i might have read at some point because i it's all been passing glances but i feel like i saw some stuff on reddit about people complaining about how hot the xbox series x I i did hear that the xbox series x got hot yeah which makes sense because I mean, but then I, I saw maybe Tom Warren from The Verge. I fried like, an egg on his Xbox. <laughs> no, no, he put out a tweet like that was. I don't know if you listen to The Verge cast or read anything from The Verge. I've read The Verge but, sometimes, yeah. But Tom Warren's one of like the the main guys, one of the guys over there. He had put something that's like that said like, "Listen, I'm under NDA, so I can't talk about it. But do you really think Xbox would ship this con- or send this console out to?" you know, thousands of people, if it had heating problems was essentially the question he posed in response to the rumor. So it sounds like there's some conflicting, you know, reports talk about that. Well, I also imagine, you know, if you put it in, like if you put your Xbox and shoved it next to your other three systems, while the other three systems are in rest mode, it's going to get hot because it's got no space to breathe. So if you don't give same with your computer, if you don't give your computer space to breathe, it's going to get hot. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the Xbox has all those portholes and stuff like that. To bring in so some airflow. The new Xbox is some big old portholes. Oh, yeah. that That's going to have to be a problem, right? Um, well, with the PlayStation, one of the things they announced is that your PlayStation 5 is vacuumable. That you can actually put a vacuum to it to clean out the air ducts and it won't ruin the machine. So you can actually go to town 
undusting it. But yeah, with the Xbox, it would have to be the same, I would imagine. So the size of these holes on the Xbox, though, like, they are, it's not a vent. Like, I don't know. Like, they're like, you could drop a pencil in them, it looks like. Oh, they, yeah, it they looks look huge. But I would wonder if, like, that's more for show and then there's another vent underneath it. Probably. But I haven't gotten yeah. a close look at what's under the vents kind of a thing. No one's really zoomed into those. Yeah. I know there's some light under there because I know when you turn it on, it kind of lights up a little, it looks like, but. I know they're really big on the vents. That's most of the Series X boxes, those holes taking up most of the box. Yeah. Um, but in a PlayStation, like the entire top of the system is going to be the fan. And then there's a whole cooling unit just for the Blu-ray drive itself as well. And it looks like everything they're doing is to make it like quiet from you won't be able to hear the disc spinning to you won't be able to hear the game running, which is really cool. But man, that sucker is big. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going to put that. You'll find space. You'll end I'll up find space. You'll well, end up like, putting like on top of a on top of one of your CD towers or DVD towers or something. Maybe like the not that you want to. But. The Series X, I can just take away my One X and put that like maybe in my bedroom or something because it's essentially is the same system. But PlayStation Five is a little different. Mm-hmm. I might have to retire my PlayStation Three and just take that out of the out of the system as well. You still have your PS Three hooked up? Yeah. When's the last time you played it? Last year, played a little bit more of the Metal Gear Solid saga that I got on there. Okay, okay. I got all the Metal Gear Solids. I don't know if that's available on PS4. It is. The saga? The the one, two, three trilogy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on there. Oh, well, then I really don't need my PS3 because that's really <laughs> the only thing I like to play. And now I have Last of Us on PS4. Um, So that was it for that. I just thought it was really interesting them taking it apart. I've never seen a video where the company literally on a video takes it apart screw by screw and just shows you here's everything it sounds like they want to get used to taking it apart <laughs> because <laughs> that's isn't there nice. something with isn't there something with their external store or their internal storage you have to like unscrew the back of the the playstation to get in there as well yeah it's their storage they've been very vague about how their storage is going to be i think in terms of no i feel like it can't i feel like i there was talk about it yesterday or today i feel like i had read Unplugging something something that like literally you need to you know unscrew the back of it and like plug in the the solid state drive or any external external whatever the memory is i don't know well i would imagine it's going to be like the xbox one x you know if everything's running off a solid state if you don't have a solid state your your newer games aren't going to run probably and the xbox one x you just plug it into the usb right but you that's for a regular hard drive i'm saying to play playstation 5 specific games just like with the Xbox One X, you can't play the X games right from a regular external. You need that stupid NVIDIA. Have we talked about how terrible Microsoft's naming conventions are? Did I just call it Xbox One X again? Not once, but twice. Damn it. I'm trying to... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think in general, the memory situation is kind of... I don't quite get it on the PS5 yet. But if you have to undo the back of it to put in extra storage, that's kind of lame. It just seems excessive. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that sounded excessive when I heard it, but I didn't hear anything about the stand thing that you're mentioning. So it's like, yeah, when I if you have to do all that, I was like, come on, if you just to do to all make that for a stand. Like. <laughs> well, that was the same with the PlayStation 3 kind of, right? If you wanted to put it vertical, you had to buy the PS3 stand or whatever that fit it. I mean, it's just a piece yeah. of plastic. Though, for the launch PS3, yeah. Yeah. I think you could just... The one that you and I have, you just stand it up if you want. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, these consoles I have now vertical are the first time I've ever actually needed to display them vertical. I've always laid them down, but 
in that cabinet that is or in that shelving that just looked better vertical. I remember camera was my friend or Alex. I don't know if you were there that day. We were playing Hitman and they decided to change the orientation of the system while the game was still in it. Oh, I I vaguely remember it was this. The yes. Xbox 360 and completely destroyed the CD, like yeah. scraped it up so bad you couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember destroying several PS2 games the same way. <laughs> I was just nuts. So if you're listening to this, if you have a disk drive in there, I'm not saying it won't be safe, but it probably still won't be safe. Take it out and readjust your system. Definitely not while it's spinning. No, you can you can turn it while you have a disc in there. That's fine. Just not while you're playing it. Yeah, just not while the it's disc is actively spinning. Even though with current consoles, I don't even think the disc spins in the drive. I think it's all bullshit. <laughs> it just installs and then it's like, yeah. Well, I think the disc is just a, a physical license for the game, you know, and then it it's running off your hard drive. For the most part. That's why I don't get why people are like, if you have the disc, you don't have to worry about the, the amount of space on your Xbox. You don't need a thing. It's like, you're still installing game to game. It's you still install the full thing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a disc game for Xbox one for a while, but I feel like, like when I put Arkham in, I installed all of Arkham, but who knows? Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting. Them just them taking apart and everything like that. And then I like Xbox's cheeky response. There's also rumors that came out. I think last week was there were the rumors of the, Nintendo Switch Pro is def almost certainly coming out now. Is it? Okay. What do you think about that? As a as a mostly handheld user. I have not heard anything about it. So with what I know about it, when you say pro, it means oh, it's more powerful. Okay, yeah, that's great. Why why would I be against that? Uh, I have heard I, that I'm the, gonna need more details. From what I have heard about the Pro is it's just basically an Xbox One X or PlayStation Pro, but also it, it is not a handheld device. It's not handheld at all. That's what I have. That's what the again, this is all rumor, but that's what the rumors say that if you want the the Pro won't be a handheld version. Uh that's fine. Wait, does that bother you? I just wonder if that's there's any point to that. I mean, you're only upgrading your it, switch so much from what it is to an Xbox One X instead of PlayStation 5 and Xbox PlayStation and Xbox are already beyond that. Why bother putting out the Pro when what you have is, I think, good enough to compete with them for the most part? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of games for Xbox One X and for PS4 that just literally can't run on the Switch that already exist and they just need to be ported over. And if the console is more powerful, you might see, you know, like, Switch Pro exclusive Switch games, you know? Yeah. Um, I just know if, don't know yeah. if anybody would be running out to get that. Maybe not, but I mean, the Switch Lite is the the better selling of the two Switches, right? Or actually not right now, actually, with the pandemic. But the Switch Lite was selling extremely well, and that's not available to dock. And you might say, why would you want a Switch that you can't dock? It's called the Switch. You're supposed to be able to switch, <laughs> switch. switch yeah. it around, you know? Um. So it's just a different skew. I mean, and if it has, you know, if it can run my games better, cool. I mean, I won't get one because I I am exclusively handheld when it comes to the Switch. Um, I can't tell you the last time I docked it. I mean, that dock just sits there. <laughs> Baron. Right now, my Switch is in my fanny pack around here somewhere. <laughs> um, so, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm all for that. I don't. You say, what's the point of it? The point of it is because you can 
play more powerful games or get higher resolutions or faster load times or whatever. Yeah, I just don't know how many people like that interests people like me. Okay. But because you're a it, pro player. Well, because I like graphics and stuff, but because I like looking at the skybox, Dave. <laughs> but if you have, but if it's not going to be equal to PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, I, I don't think the Switch is so graphically unimpressive to the X. Where I'm like, yeah, I need it. Like I, I would have to see footage. I think first, maybe where I'd be like, mm, okay. If if you play a Switch game, as someone who has been using game pass as an excuse to like try out games before I buy them on switch. switch. <laughs> you can tell that there's a quality difference between playing on switch oh, and playing on Xbox. Yeah. It's, it's no question. Like the switch games just don't run as well. Even like very simple games just don't run as well. Like, you know, I won't go into specifics, but just, they just don't, you know, <laughs> I get you. I just, I just was interested to see your thoughts on that. Because you're such a handheld gamer, and I'm more of a plugged-in guy, so it's like pro. Okay, I mean, it's the pro in that case would just not be for me specifically. I can see it as like the antithesis to the light people, though. I guess that's like me saying, like, you know, that I'm mad that PlayStation Four put out the PlayStation Four Pro. Like, why? I don't think you'd be mad. I'm just interested to see what your opinion of it would be. If you think there'd be a point or not, I wouldn't think you'd be. Well, if you'd be mad, that'd be weird. I don't think there's any reason not to. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. I don't. If Nintendo is willing to invest the money into creating a better product for people, then let them. Don't be like no one's gonna buy it. Just let them build it and see if anyone buys it. Because <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, people will buy it. <laughs> Got that Nintendo name. Just give me a prettier uh, Zelda game, and then maybe I'll consider it. As soon as you show me, like I say that I wouldn't get it now, but if you show me a super pretty Zelda game, and then I'll be like. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, Nintendo has always needed to hide its its flaws through like unique visual art styles. You know, yeah, they they're very intentional with the way they design games. To they'll say to take advantage of their system, but really it's to you know hide the disadvantages of their system (laughs) compared to others. That's Um, a good way to put it. Yeah, but they, I mean, they do a fantastic job with it. I mean. You know, I think Breath of the Wild is... I don't like Breath of the Wild very much. Sorry, guys. Um, But it is a super pretty game. Yeah. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. And they do it through that, you know, very unique, vibrant art. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Now I'm going to be looking at every Nintendo game as, what are you... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you don't... Yeah. There are no, like, first-party Nintendo games that have, like, what you would consider generic good graphics how about this there are no hyper realistic oh gotcha. switch games okay. for an example like they don't even try to fuck with that you know they, they yeah. keep it kind of kitty or whatever because it looks appealing it pops it looks unique and they can get away with less powerful hardware so rock on <laughs> <laughs> and it'll always be that way because it works um i guess it was just like just a comment I wanted to ask you. Do you have any interest in getting Mario 35? I don't know what that is. I know it's a thing. I know it was announced a couple, like a month ago or something. I don't actually know what Mario 35 is. So it just is. came out. I haven't downloaded it yet myself, but it's the uh, it's their Battle Royale kind of game. It's a Where battle? You, okay, I think I did hear about this. You play through the first few levels of the original Super Mario Brothers with 35 other players, and whoever gets the highest score beats it first. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that. That sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think it's interesting. I've read a couple of reviews that said, you know, because it is only a few levels that it gets really boring really fast. But it's a little addictive to see like how well you can speed run the game. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be someone I imagine better than me playing that game who's played Mario one as a speedrunner. Yeah, but I bet you it's a really easy game to win. You think? Yeah. Need there enough like casual players that are just like, I, think, oh, I got this. I think you got to get in there now, but I think I bet you can pull out <laughs> a couple wins. <laughs> uh, so you want to you want to play against me in battle royale, Dave? Um, I actually didn't look up to see if it was free or not. I think it's free, but it might not be. I be- I believe it is. They announced it at the same time as like um, All Stars or whatever. Well, yeah, All Stars, but I don't care about that. I want some Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> that comes out in March, right? March 1st, maybe? Could be making that up. I do that a lot. So it gets delayed because <laughs> of the COVID. I mean, the game the game already exists. Yeah, like, it can't be that hard to <laughs> remake that. And that's a game that I'm, I can't imagine they haven't been working on for a while, too. Just like as far as porting it over because... It should have been ported over at the beginning. <laughs> there was like a period of time like two years ago where like it felt like all the Wii U games were coming back to the Switch. And I was shocked that Mario wasn't one of them because I. It's one of the best Mario games ever made. Yeah. I mean. It, <laughs> it's right up there for me with 364 and. Uh, yeah, yeah just, no, that 64 and, and uh, three. It's just, fantastic. I just hate that you don't have a lot of experience with Super Mario World. It just bothers me. I never had a Super Nintendo. I played it a bunch, but just not like it was always sporadically. So it was just World One One over and over and over and over you, and over and over and over. You've again. got a Switch tonight. I want you to go downstairs, get yourself to the Donut Plains minimum. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never. You don't. So you don't care about All Stars much at all, then, huh? I really want to play it, but fuck no, am I spending sixty dollars for it? Is, right. is where I'm at with it. Like, it's all emulator games. Yeah, basically. it's it's you look at things like, you know, the Crash Insane trilogy and then in the Spyro trilogy, which are like these remakes or these remasters, and they have like so much love and care put into them. And those games are forty dollars. Right. And then you look at this and you they look like I guess they look a little better, right? They I don't they, think they look at like at least Mario sixty four looks no better. I thought they were all gonna be remasters. I it looks like there might be like some like improved resolutions, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I didn't look at them very much. Maybe I only but, care about sixty four for the most part. Um but no, like I'm I'm like okay, like maybe let me buy the games for twenty dollars each and maybe I'll, you know one at a time go through <laughs> maybe I'll get on a little bit of sunshine and then decide if I want to play another one, but um I'm kind of the same way. I was very disappointed when it was announced and no changes really were made to the games. I was really, with all the rumors, expecting remasters of all of them. Well, and playing 64 with like new graphics would have been awesome. And I, I think you seeing this come out is kind of proof that Nintendo is probably not going to ever add an N64 um, emulator to their Switch Online service just because it would kind of undercut the fact that this game exists because you can't have an N64 emulator without Mario 64, right? True. Um, so that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 64 also, a lot of their best games were third-party games, too. Uh, they were rare games. They were... I'm going to hit you with a hard Goldeneye, disagree. Super Mario. Donkey Kong. 
which I think was still rare anyway, but they own Donkey Kong, so I who don't cares? Think Donkey Kong 64 is a, I never a top-tier game. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie, Jet Set, uh, Jet Force Gemini, Mission Impossible, which wasn't good, but I loved it. GoldenEye, which no one can make anymore, apparently. It's just, honestly, it's just the Mario suite, though. It's Mario parties. Mario, it's the first Mario party. It's Mario Tennis. It's Mario Kart, like... It's, it's Mario Kart 64, is good, but you have so many of those tracks on the new, the newer game though. What are you talking about? And the new Mario Kart game has some 64 tracks like built okay, back so, in. Wait, what am I missing? You just we're, talking about we're on different pages. Got, I got you. No, because you were saying that all the best games were third party, and I'm saying all the best games are first party. I was just, I was just arguing for first party 64 games over third party 64. Oh, games. Okay, if that's not, the argument, not about know. what game should be on the emulators. I don't care about that that much. But I just, those are all good games, but they're all Mario games. But yeah, I, I get you. I don't know. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh God, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Pokemon Snap. I would pay $60 if you remastered Ocarina of Time. You wouldn't uh, even have to include my like three well, Zelda games in one. Like Great news. They did it for 50 You can get it on the 3DS. <laughs> but it's still the same graphics and stuff. Um, okay, it wasn't like a full yeah. remaster, yeah. But. I have seen somebody's doing it in the Unreal Engine on the PC, but it's only a matter of time before that gets shut down. Nintendo loves shutting it down. They go into PS4 Dreams and shut those things down. Yeah, it's weird. It's just like, hey, you love our game. Just, Thanks. Shut it down. Just let people love you. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Our friend Russ, who was on the Resident Evil episode, he submitted his Mario Kart at Nintendo. I was like, hey, do you guys like this? Do you guys want to do something together? And they said, take that car apart. Really? Uh, it was a while ago. He hasn't shown him his new car, but yeah, a while ago, his old car. They were like, yeah, no, we're not showcasing this. That's all our stuff. Take it apart. Yeah, you can't have this car. Take it apart. <laughs> Essentially. Did he get actually like a cease and desist? Basically, he got it wasn't a cease and desist. It was like if you continue, you're gonna get a cease and desist. That's insane. So he never submitted his car to Nintendo <laughs> again, I think. Let me love you. Speaking of remasters, this one I keep seeing rumors about this game. So now I'm like, this has to be true. It's the remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy. Probably coming out sometime early spring next year. I'm very excited for that. Apparently, it's a it's a real remaster, like upgraded graphics and everything like that, because it was supposed to come out for Christmas, but Mass Effect One needs more work than anything else, because um, it was never remade for any of the more modern systems. Why wouldn't they do N Seven Day? I don't know. I think they were going to announce it N Seven Day. Which they still might. They could still say, hey, it's coming. It's coming March. But it was supposed to come out in December. Which they could still have been like, hey, surprise. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Woo! <laughs> I, I probably... I mean, I love Mass Effect. I've played the first two, you know, many times over. Um, third one, I beat the one time. But I don't think I'd ever want to play one of those three again, at least not for a while. Really, even so, with the upgraded graphics and stuff? No, I, I feel like I really have had my fill of Mass Effect. Um, I mean, you can create new Mass Effects. I'm down for it. But, <laughs> but original trilogy. But I think as far as one and two go, I'm done. And three, I'm done. I'd be interested to play through it again. Just the upgraded graphics and see what they do with it. Just, But I really like Mass Effect, so it's... It's one of my favorite sci-fi stories in general, not like just video games. Same, but like I, I can't stress how many times I've beaten it. You've you know? beaten it way more times than me, though. So that's I've beaten it twice each. So 
No, Actually, no. Mass Effect 3, I still only beat the once. Not that I don't like it. I don't have a beef with it like everybody else. I just literally, it's a much bigger game than the other two, and I've only beat it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what made me sad is as I read it, it said that they were not including the multiplayer um, in Mass Effect 3, which kind of bummed me out. Because I actually kind of liked it. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> have you tried to play Andromeda's multiplayer lately? Um, lately, no. When it when Andromeda came out, I did. I mean, that was I played that more than I did Andromeda. Yeah, single player. I tried to play it a couple of weeks ago, just be like, oh, what's going on with this? I miss Mass Effect. And it is broken. When, There's still people playing it, but like disconnects, hmm. messed up loading screens. It's just, it literally took me 20 minutes to get into my first match. That sucks. So, but like, I loved Mass Effect's multiplayer. I, I liked Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. It felt a little like... <sighs> Tacked on? No, no it, no, it felt good. Like, it seemed like a little price gougy. Like, they really wanted you to spend money on those... Oh, the loop Specter packs, packs and, yeah. and stuff. Um, and then Andromeda, I felt like I don't remember the specifics of it, but I, in my heart, like I, my gut feeling says that was it was pretty bad as far as you know, trying to get you to spend money. <laughs> like uh, I don't remember that much. I don't remember specifics, like I said, but I, my my core is telling me it was bad. <laughs> I know when I logged in, I had to respect my guys. The, like the two or three guys I had upgraded a little bit, but they had a lot of, they did have a lot of characters available, a lot more than I remembered. Oh yeah. They were, no, they were like, when I stopped playing, it probably like 10 of each class. There were a lot of characters in there. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> now we're going off, <laughs> but I'm excited for the remaster. I would like it to have multiplayer or for them to create a multiplayer mass effect. Like just give me a full multi, like with squadrons, which we'll get into in a minute. Give me a $30 game you've created andromeda you've created these remasters you have the base ready to go give me just the multiplayer component with dlc with you know if you want this part buy this you know for small amounts and i'll do it hell in mass effect 3 i dropped probably an extra 20 30 dollars getting loot boxes because i wanted a certain gun oh, 20 30 <laughs> <laughs> i think so i don't really remember i remember you spending a lot of money in that not as much that. as me but i, I needed re- that laser <laughs> <rifle>. <laughs> That's how it was good. It was addicting. It was a fun time, and I really liked it. Um, which hopefully that's what I'm hoping Ghost of Tsushima is kind of going to be like with the October 16th, the multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for a samurai version of that because it's been a long, it's been a while since there's been a real good co-op experience like that. That isn't a battle royale where you work together. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. So I'm hoping Ghost of Tsushima fills that void for me. That's what I got other than Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, do you got anything else? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought about it, I promise. So, I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons, and obviously we can't do a full in-depth review about it because, A, it's there's not a lot going on in that game. It's a $35, $40 game. You get what you pay for. Um, it is really good, though, and also Dave doesn't do Four Dimensions. He just doesn't do it. <laughs> so, I thought I'd talk about it a little bit in this news episode. If you like flying games, this game is awesome. Uh, I am super impressed with the customization for controls more than anything. Uh, you can really remap them and make it your own controller. I've I've remapped it a little bit as well to make it more, more or less old school Battlefront, late Rogue Squadron type controls where the throttle's on the right, not the left, and stuff like that. But you can also control 
there's a lot a lot going on in this game compared to like a squadrons or a battlefront in terms of energy distribution. You know, you have shields, armor, and weapons, and you have to distribute based on if you're getting hit, if you're attacking, if you want to get, especially in the fleet battles, to the Star Destroyer, the capital ship faster. That's a big part of the game. And you can choose if you want to just go full up, press one button, distribute energy, or if you want to actually like click it a bunch of times to really choose where it goes. Um, and you also get to choose, like, does it recenter itself? Do you auto-aim the targets? Do you have to lock onto the targets? Obviously, if you choose to do a lot of the auto-aim stuff, there's going to be some give and take there. But you can make it more arcadey or less arcadey depending on how you want it, which I think is commendable. Even if maybe the people that know how to fly a little bit better with manual controls are going to dominate you for the most part, it allows you to learn how to play the game a little bit with like training wheels and then take them off slowly. And I know that doesn't still doesn't interest you at all in terms of flying, but I thought that was a really cool aspect. Sorry, what? <laughs> I haven't been listening. <laughs> um. The game single player mode is pretty good. You follow a you're your own new you were a rookie at the start of the game and you follow this guy that you save at the beginning of the game who was an imperial officer who refuses to assassinate the last remaining transport ships that survived Alderaan and he goes over to the rebellion and becomes a high ranking general and now it's after Return of the Jedi and you're working for him on his uh kind of elite squad of people and you have to do like the hardest of the hard missions that no one else in the rebellion wants to go with. And those missions, all you all have wingmen that you kind of control. They mimic your motions. You can give them orders with the Y button or, or triangle if you're on a PlayStation 4. And these are the same orders that you're going to give to the players in multiplayer mode if they choose to obviously follow them or not, which I think is a good way to train you through multiplayer mode. And you get to fly the variety of ships in the game. Well, the single player is good and trains you for the multiplayer mode. The multiplayer mode is really the meat and potatoes of the game. But I don't think there's a ton there. They have, obviously, you've got four types of ships for both Imperials and uh, New Republic. Republic's got the X-Wing, uh, A-Wing, Y-Wing, the standard ones. And then they've got the, I believe it's the U-Wing, which is the support class ship. It's a bigger ship, not know, quite Millennium Falcon. What's up? I don't know the U-Wing. I think it's newer. They just made it up for this. It hmm. honestly doesn't fit design-wise with anything else. You think they made up their own ship? I think they did. Bastards. I don't believe it. <laughs> Rogue Squadron did as well with the V-Wing, but the V-Wing at least kind of looked like it belonged. This doesn't really look like it belongs. Uh, but what surprised me the most about the multiplayer mode is, like, I'm sure you played the Squadron games, right? Rogue Squadrons, right? Yeah. Like, the A-Wing was super fast. The Y-Wing was super slow, but could take a ton of damage. And then the X-Wing was kind of middle of the road. It's still kind of like that here, but you can't really tell the difference between the ships for the most part. A-Wing is slightly faster, has a little less armor, but about the same weapons as an X-Wing. And the Y-Wing has a ton of armor, like a little bit more armor. Pretty much the same speed. And the weapons are also pretty much the same. So I, I was surprised at how little difference there is between the classes of ship. And the support ships where you would think they were tanks and just weren't strong. Well, that, that all comes quick. That all comes down to balance. You know, Rogue Squadron wasn't trying to... Ship on ship. Yeah, it wasn't trying to create a multiplayer mode where, you know, you didn't want it to be, oh, well, obviously we're going to all be the A-Wings because they're super fast, and or obviously we're all going to be the B-Wings or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's all that is. It's just, you know, you can't make one, you know. There, if, you, if you try to make it so this one's really special and this one's really special, this one's really special, you're always going to lead to 
there being a one-sided affair, you know, one's going to be too strong. That's just how it always ends up. Yeah, I guess. Usually the quick ones are still the ones that beat everybody else. Like I know on the um, Imperials, the X-Wings suck. Uh, it's just, you got to be the, the Interceptor. Everyone just chooses the Interceptor. Which is the their A-Wing. Suck. That's, yeah. TIE Fighters suck. Yeah. They have no armor. Or they have no okay. shields. I feel like you said X-Wings, but yeah. also I'm sleeping, so. <laughs> um, story's good, though? It's story's really good. The story's interesting. I, I like playing through a... There's no force involved or anything like that, which is really nice. It's interesting to see, like, a time when the New Republic was in charge. Because this is before, kind of, like, the, uh, the New Empire. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, like, Kylo Ren stuff. So this is the New Republic has taken charge, and you're... You're the good guys beating back this evil rebellion, kind of, in a way. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice change of pace. And I like the fact that your commander is an ex-Imperial Guard fighting mm-hmm. against his pupil, who he taught to be ruthless. And she just doesn't get that assassinating all of Alderaan is a bad idea. And you play as her, too? You play as her recruit as well. Okay. Uh, either way, you're two recruits, and you're watching these two argue and battle it out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fleet battles in multiplayer mode are also fun where you two capital ships going against each other, but they last way too long, in my opinion. Some of those matches can last, you know, 30 minutes. And if I'm playing multiplayer, I don't want a match that's, you know, 30 minutes. So that's a little bit much for a flying match. I yeah, think. that sounds long. Now you're playing with AI or you're playing with players? In dogfight mode, which is really fun and pretty short, you're fighting with just all players. When you're in multi, uh, the fleet battle mode, you can do a co-op against all AI. Or you can do a full-on fleet battle mode where you're players against players against AI. So there's literally dozens upon dozens of AI. That's what you're playing? But also people. I play that a lot, yeah. But again, only... I can't say a lot. Every so often, because they're so long, I do like dogfight mode, though. Just because it's a quick six, seven-minute match. Mm -hmm. Well, I just thought that maybe you were playing against AI. and Maybe AI was, like, really bad and slow. The AI is pretty slow. When you when you get a kill and you're like, yes, and you realize it was an AI, you get kind of sad. Um, I will say a lot of the people playing this game are really good at flying. And it does do crossplay, it looks like. And a lot of I guess if you have the flight controllers, gives you an advantage, which are like three hundred dollars for Xbox One. And there's like no flying games, so good good for you if you got one, I guess. But you're gonna have flight simulator shortly, right? Yeah, I imagine it's gonna be Series X, but I bet you that runs on. You don't think it's going to run on um, Xbox One X as well? Well, Microsoft has said they all have to run on everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure it will. Well, why did you say it was going to be Series I- Well, because Series X will be out by then, I mean. I'm just wondering if the flight controllers that's out now for Xbox One would even work for that. Yeah, they said that all, all, all peripherals will work. That's true. I don't know if it's official or not, but yeah. Ever since your Astro wouldn't work for your PlayStation, it's made me nervous about non-official peripherals yeah but they're just kind of douches <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i would say rogue squadron at you know 40 dollars or even cheaper if you're an ea play member free if you're an ea play plus member now which has just come out which i didn't know about um it's a good deal you get a full single player mode 17 missions plus the two prologue missions and then two multiplayer missions what makes me sad is you can customize your ship and there is some customization stuff they say they're not planning on any extra DLC, no added content, no add-ons, no game of a serv- as a service model, even though with the multiplayer mode they have now, it would kind of, I think, benefit from that. And people might want that to keep the game fresh for longer. But from right now, they say what we have is what you're going to get. 
So deal with it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I think EA is so gun shy on DLC and added content now that now they don't even want to do it the right way, even mm. though it's not hard to do it the right way, I don't think. Cool. Well, it sounds like you like it. So it's a fun time. It just takes a lot of practice. It's a lot harder than, you know, Rogue Squadron used to be because there's more stuff to do, but yep. it's a good time. I played for about three minutes <laughs> and I did not like flying, so I turned it off. <laughs> nice, nice. So you booted up your ship and went out of the Star Destroyer? I was doing this. I was doing the tutorial. Yeah. I was like chasing somebody or something. Nice. I, I didn't, I didn't think I'm surprised you even put that much time into it. I was willing to try, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not, not try hard. <laughs> in other news, just a quick thing. Jedi, I don't know if you, cause you haven't been in the news. Star Wars Fallen Order. They've said a lot of rumors have been going out. There's going to be a new DLC out by the end of the year. Oh, nice. Any idea what it, what it is or just complete rumor? They said it's a big DLC pack, but that's all they've said. But it's a guy who's confirmed other things from EA. Cool. I'd love like a boss rush mode or some sort of like gauntlet style. And Jedi like robes. That. And Jedi robes. Yeah. I'm sick of, <laughs> sick of that poncho. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all I got for this episode. Nothing's, and I know that's all you got for this episode. changed over here. <laughs> so that's it for Two Player Bros. Join us next week for our post game on Control and the two expansions, Foundation and AWE. And that's it. Stay safe and keep on gaming.